Wanda wasn't upset that you're not John D. Rockefeller? She said she didn't really care what I did. That's wonderful. Yeah, yeah, so I didn't tell her. <laughs> Tony, you have to deal with it. I know, I know. Well, how did you do it? Was it tough? You have any more cookies? Aha! Uh -huh. You didn't tell him. Couldn't tell him I was president of the agency. Not after I offered to type his presentation. <laughs> <laughs> it's important to him. If Jim Peterson likes it, I get to read it. Ooh, well, you better make sure it's typed nice and neat. I hear you're tough. <laughs> Hi, everybody. It's AO. OA. The Who's the Boss podcast. <laughs> it's nice. <laughs> Like the way your your forehead wrinkles when Hey, you... listen, I haven't been able to get Botox in months, so leave my forehead it's alone. Just, yeah, it's just like I could tell you really trying. I'm Tori. And I'm Kevin. And we are here to rewatch and recap every episode of Who's the Boss leading up to the reboot. Correct. Yes. Uh, um, uh, oh yeah. Really quick, I mm -hmm. I um the AOOA count is not... Not going well. No. Yeah. It's like one. Well, from season, from no, no. episode one. Well, we had that one, but then we had Samantha do one. That right. Kind of, and that, we're kind of going to have one in this episode. We'll talk yes, about it later. Yes, that's true. But that, yeah. It's a good, good, good so, tease. So, I know. So far, maybe we shouldn't have named that, this podcast, at, but it will no, pick up, I, I think. I, I know mean, it gets to be more. It just... Yeah. yeah you, that's my point, is like... What, we named this podcast and we're seven episodes in. <laughs> this is eight. Or eight. Yeah. I'm sorry. So we've done seven. So, this is number eight. Yeah. Right. So gotcha. I, I don't have any real news. Um, I'm just going to say again that if you are interested in writing, screenwriting, there will be a Zoom online masterclass with Judith Light and novelist screenwriter Robert Desiderio, who is also her husband. That'll be taking place on Thursday, August 17th. 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time. Tickets are $20, and I will put the link on our show notes. It supports an organization called 92y.org, who does like panels and different kind of entertainment things in New York City and nationally. All right. Oh, that's the, I, I signed up for it. You did? I did. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, it's just, but I hope that I don't have to actually talk. I just want to sit there and watch and learn. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you'd have to talk. I know. I'm hoping there's going to be enough people that I can sink into the wallpaper. <laughs> Four so, people. I know. And there you God. are. No, please. Zoom can take 100, so I'm hoping for at least 98. So, okay, today we're going to discuss Season 1, Episode 8. The title of this episode is Truth in Dating. It aired December 4th, 1984. The TV Guide summary is, both Tony and Angela think their jobs turn off prospective dates. So when Tony is mistaken for a man of wealth and Angela for a secretary, neither is anxious to set the record straight. It was written by one of our favorite names, Bud Weiser mm -hmm. and Monica Parker. Bud Weiser. <laughs> I know. It's a great name. Fantastic name. Like, is that real? I guess. It's, I, guess uh, so. I mean... Real enough for him to put it on TV, yeah, I guess. True. Yeah. So when this episode opens, Tony is feeding the kids breakfast. And it's obvious he's in a rush because unlike normal Tony, he has like some sort of plastic. Hang on, before table. before oh, you I'm get sorry, yeah. No no, I I'm sorry, I, I keep interrupting you. Full disclosure slash 
I mean, I don't know. Actually, we we have crickets in the house. Oh, I didn't so, hear them that. Much. No, I'm, they're not going now. Okay. But I'm saying, at some point, you yeah. hear crickets. Yeah. It's not a sound effect we're adding in. Right. No, we're not outside. No, we're not outside. In the, uh, yeah. It's... So we got a, a bearded dragon for our daughter a <laughs> few sure weeks ago. I'm not sure that's why there are crickets in the house. I'm, but... I mean, I'm guessing because we were feeding. We're feeding the bearded dragon. So you dragon. think one like got behind yes, the piano Yes, I'm thinking or somehow a couple of them got out. Okay. Yeah. And now they're behind our piano. Or anyway, they've just come in. So, yes, I'm sorry if you hear If you crickets. hear crickets, <laughs> this is why. Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Now I'm so, getting my microphone. I'm getting excited. So the kids are eating breakfast, and Tony has, like, a plastic place uh, tablecloth down. And you, it's clear he's in a rush. So he's, like, trying to get them to eat. Then he just balls up the tablecloth with yeah, all the disposable bowls funny. and plates and everything and throws it in the trash and he's like okay great let's get out the door yeah and at some point jonathan must have just like gone in the laundry hamper and grabbed a sweater because angela comes downstairs and she's like his sweater is filthy he cannot wear this so he rips it over his head mm-hmm. flips it around and puts it back on mm-hmm. and that ends up in the open yeah that's in the open one. yep yeah it's a great one so he's shuttling the kids out the door, and then he's like, Angela, we got to get going. Like, you're making a miss your train, and she's moving slowly. And he's like, right, is that what you're wearing to work? She's also wearing this, like, a sweater. Yeah. And I love when she says, if you pull this sweater over my head. <laughs> yeah, that was a good, that was a good <laughs> Turn line. it inside out. You're fired. So it's obvious he wants everyone out, but why? So... Mm-hmm. Angela says that she's going to be working from home that day, so she doesn't have to rush anywhere. So, now working from home... Yes, has, this is one of my... This is my notes. Right, this is going to be... Okay. So, yeah, my question is, how did you really work from home in the 80s? I, you've got to, and I think it's shown at some point in the episode, but you got a pad of paper and you wrote right. stuff down. Yeah. She has like a Because she is writing now. ideas down. Right. Yeah, because you didn't have a laptop that you brought home. I guess you can make phone calls. You can still right, but the office call has people. to call. You. So like, I'm per- I'm working from home right now, um, semi permanently, I guess. Yes. But I'm at a computer all day, and I have like full access to, to everyone I work with right. on instant message and email. So yeah, so working from home in the '80s, I had to look different, but. Yeah, she's sitting there at some point with a storyboard and like a notepad, and then I guess Rosie has to just call her if she needs anything. Right, and or Rosie'd be like, "This person called." Yeah. You know, call them back, or here's their number, like, or whatever. I guess she could have maybe a fancy setup, even where like her phone line forwards to her yeah, well, uh, her yeah. office at home. Is that a thing have, in the '80s? I don't know. I know but, forwarding was yeah popular uh, at some point, or like you could do it, but before. The interwebs. Yeah. But if anyone can work from home in the 80s, it's Angela Bauer. That's true. Yeah. Yep. She's going to get things done. Yep. So this is, of course, so it, Angela is notorious for her morning breakfast being juice and coffee. Like, that's all she yes. ever wants for breakfast, except for this morning. Except for today. Yeah. She's thinking about pancakes. Yeah. She's rifling through. Yeah. <laughs> yes. She's rifling through the cabinets, <laughs> and she's like, stuffing? No, oh, no, but like when she's like stuffing, she considers it for a second. Yeah, like, stuffing. Yeah, no. It sounds it sounds pretty good, I guess. Like who eats stuffing no, for breakfast? No one. No I mean, one. I would actually probably. We, maybe things the day after Thanksgiving. Yeah, I would yes, do that. I would totally do that. Totally. But other than but that, no. So to, to rush her to get her out of his hair, he hands her a yogurt. I'm assuming, 
Yes, makes a, does, it is a yogurt. Makes a reference to Jack Klugman. Yes, that's why how we know it's a yogurt. Okay, so you look this up because I have no idea. Yes, what that actually, means. they're back in nineteen. Uh, what did I have the year for? Nineteen seventy nine. Jack Klugman used to do Yo Play commercials. Yo Play yogurt. Oh, okay. Because he's like, he goes, he puts, the, he gets the yogurt out, he puts the spoon in it, and then he says, yo, it's good enough for Jack Klugman, it's good for you, or whatever. I and, don't know what he says. I forget. And who is Jack Klugman? <laughs> Jack Klugman uh, is an actor. He was actually in The Odd Couple. Oh, okay. Uh, so Tony wants to get to the grocery store. Yes. And we find out that the reason why he wants to get to the grocery store is because there's a woman there that he likes. So he's in the produce section. So is this woman. Um, she's played by Victoria Bass, who I looked her up on IMDb. Mm-hmm. She did some work in the 80s and 90s. Um, nothing really that people would immediately recognize her from. And it, the interesting thing was that Who's the Boss is her first credit. So I thought that was interesting. Mm. So Tony is laying it on thick. Yeah, he did a good job. Yeah. I was impressed. I know. Like... I don't think anyone would have said no to him with all the moves he was putting on. But they were like sincere moves. Like you can tell he really liked her. Um, And he's trying to like get to know her a little bit, see if he can get a date with her. Yeah, and and the other thing is though, it's if you notice, he's like, like as soon as she's checking out the melons, it becomes like, oh, you know, a melon's good. And then it was like, you like tomatoes? Like. (laughs) It was almost like, <laughs> like sec- not sexual, but like, oh, how do you like tomatoes? And she's right, like, I right. like beefsteak tomatoes. <laughs> I don't know. It just got, it got like, oh, okay, I see what's happening here. But then there's like potatoes. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. You go from beefsteak tomatoes which beats, to potatoes. Yeah, which destroys my, yeah. my feet. My, <laughs> no, no. He, he, was, he was doing a good job until he got to the right. potatoes. And then it's like, throw one in for one more for good measure right. because there's like counting out like five or six <laughs> potatoes. So he gets the grocery store manager to like introduce them, and mm. finally she does give him her number. She writes it on a pumpkin. On a pumpkin, yeah. But she also, so we get the idea that maybe she's also noticed him before because she makes a mention about the Jaguar, that he, she's oh. seen him driving the Jaguar. Yeah, that's right. So this is the first mention of that. I don't know if Angela had it the whole time and they just took the station wagon to Brooklyn because you don't want to drive a Jaguar into Brooklyn mm-hmm. or not. But yeah, so he and he, he's allowed to drive that car around, I guess. Yeah. So she takes the train in town anyway. True. I mean, she true. was working from home that day. Right. But. but normally. So he gets home. He's super excited with his pumpkin with a number on it. <laughs> and for some reason, Mona's taking pictures. Yes, this, yeah. I was going to touch on that. So I just kind of feel like at first they didn't really know what to do with Mona. Like she had to be there, but then like why was she there? So my only assumption is that she's maybe taking a photography class, and so she's taking pictures for that. But they yeah, don't I mean, really like, say that. He walks in with the pumpkin. She's by the front door. She takes... It's a dishwasher. A picture, a, she takes a picture of him, and then he kind of looks at her like, I don't know if you noticed that, he looks back at her like, 
like what's going on right. but he doesn't say anything and he just goes on about telling his story oh. about the pumpkin and the phone number but he does look back at her like what's happening right <laughs> what are you doing here and then I'm like oh well Mona's taking pictures and they'll explain that later yeah and then they and they just do. don't nope. they don't nope, never it's do. just Mona's taking pictures so maybe pictures. something got cut or I don't know but maybe we'll find out later a lot of these episodes are new to me even though I remember watching this show as a child right right or younger yeah that's true maybe they'll touch They're on that all in another episode so Tony explains that he was in a rush because this woman goes to the market every Monday at 8.30 after her tennis class and so right. he wanted to be there so that he yes. could meet her um, and so this is where we get this like awkward AOA which is Hey, hey, oh, oh, hey. <laughs> yeah, that so, was a weird one. It's still going to count, but it's not like an actual one. So I don't know if they were like workshopping, maybe some other variations, or Tony Danza just said that in the moment. But Yeah, why did he say that? Because it's, they're questioning him about it, right? Yeah, I don't remember why, yeah, though. Yeah, but he does say it. Yeah, so... He basically lets them know that the woman thinks that he's rich and that he drives Angela's Jaguar. Yeah, he let that happen. And she says that he shouldn't start a relationship with a misunderstanding. Mm, which you must remember for later. Right. And so Mona's like, well, it's better than you because you have no relationships going on. And right. Angela reveals that she's been having a little trouble finding guys who want to go out with her because she feels like they're intimidated by the fact that she's president of a company. Right. Which Mona drags out of her. She basically drags it out, drags out of her that she's, that Angela's in a dry spell. Yeah. Yeah. Like she wasn't going to volunteer like just, that information right. in front of Tony otherwise. It's been a while for Angela. Right. <laughs> and then, of course, Mona's got to be like, it's either that you're the president of that company or word's gotten around that you don't fool around on the first date. Yeah. But as we saw in Sorority Sister, I mean, the episode right before this one, I'm not so sure that Angela doesn't fool around on the first date. I know. And why That's not? That's right. She is a single woman in her That's 30s. Right. She's allowed to do what she wants. So Tony says, well, it's like Barbara Brooks, a not Italian name, um, from <laughs> high school where everyone always just thought that she probably had dates every night. And so nobody bothered to try to ask her out. And then one guy, Anthony Camisa definitely Italian name Anthony Camisa um, I have like four relatives in my family named Anthony and I think most Italian people do so he was just like he asked her out and she said yes because no one else was asking her out so mm -hmm. they try to encourage Angela to just ask a guy out or just to be more forward in the future which she doesn't really know that she can feel comfortable doing that correct yes so now so we see Angela back at work, and we meet Rosie in person for the first time. So Rosie's her secretary. Mm -hmm. It's the same woman who was on the phone in the pilot that let Tony know that Angela had gotten the job. That's right. Yep. Uh, and um, she's played by Diane Robin, and she is still working today. Like, she has two things coming out in 2021. So, Good for her. Yeah, she's been working for a long time. Um, so... Rosie has a date. Like, the phone rings in Angela's office, and it's a guy that Rosie doesn't even know who it is, but she figures she'll recognize him when she sees him. And <laughs> yeah, goes, well, like, Rosie's having... <laughs> yeah. Rosie's living her best she, life. Yeah, she really is. So she goes downstairs to meet her date, and not to mention that Rosie's wearing a fantastic sweater dress 
with a belt. Yeah, an amazing I, belt. Yes. Um, Angela, not so much. I feel like she's dressed like a little sailor girl or something. I'm not really sure what that outfit is. It's yeah, not it's one of my favorite. Yeah, one. So after Rosie leaves, Angela's on her way out, and Rosie's phone rings. So she picks it up to take a message, and at that same moment, a man walks in. I like that um, really quick that... When she answered the phone, she answered it in Rosie's yeah. voice, like the accent. <laughs> yeah. That was really funny. Yeah, that was great. So he immediately assumes that she's the secretary because she is sitting at Rosie's yes. desk. Um, that character is Harry Dolan. He's played by Michael Goodwin. Again, a lot of 80s and 90s credits, but not anything that would probably jump out at people as recognizing him from. So... He just got out of an interview with Mr. Peterson, is what he says. We will know this character as Jim Peterson mm-hmm. um, in future episodes, so mm-hmm. or actually later, even in this episode. And he's excited that he's the interview went well, and so he's hoping to be able to come back and meet with the higher-up boss, who is Angela, but he does not realize that. Yes. So he immediately asks her out on a for a drink they kind of hit it off he thinks her name is rosie and they go and angela tries to yeah she makes tell an him attempt. but then just goes right, with it because she likes him and she doesn't want to know that she's the president of the company right so when angela gets home that night um i thought it was cute that tony has like her drink already <laughs> i know and he actually just got it ready she just walks in oh, as yeah. he's finishing it off yeah that's like such a thing that like a 50s housewife would have done for a husband or at least portrayed on television that way. Whether or not people really did that, I don't know. Yeah. So he has a drink ready for her. She's excited that she has a date, but she tells Tony that he thinks he's her sec- she's the secretary. And he throws back the same line to her about how you shouldn't start a relationship on a misunderstanding. So she tells Tony she's just going to tell him after he has his meeting um, so that he doesn't get nervous beforehand, but she will tell him at her cocktail party on Friday the truth. And Tony's bummed to find out that there's a cocktail party on Friday because he was going to ask for the night off off. because Wanda wanted to take him to a fancy shindig. Well, the fancy shindig is at his own house. Dun-dun-dun. Dun-dun-dun. And um, quick side note. Yeah. Which I always have these little side notes. Uh, I noticed that um, Angela's glasses in this episode take up about forty six percent of her face. Oh my goodness! Yes. Why do they? Why is it like the glasses are getting larger? They because they like are. these glasses really take up yeah a good amount of her face. And like, I don't feel that these were glasses specifically made for Angela Bauer. So these must have been glasses that yeah, people that's wore. Yeah, what people wore back yeah. then. But I don't I mean, really... you can see all... If you look at one point, you can see all the set lights in her glasses. Yes. You could probably see people in the audience clapping. Oh, my so. gosh. It's just, <laughs> I mean, what's happening I with these glasses? Know, that are, was a thing, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, they're fantastic in, like, a vintage, fun way. But yeah. if you actually saw anyone wearing these, I don't know how you would like, what's going on over there? Yeah. Like, your, your eyes are not that large. Like, how much <laughs> peripheral vision do you, do need, you need here? Like... <laughs> So, they both have, like, a first date, I guess, with, like, before the Friday night thing. She goes out with Harry. He goes out with Wanda. Yeah. 
and they come home and are kind of like regrouping about mm-hmm. their dates. Mm-hmm. That's a really cute scene. I it just, is. That's the best scene. That's yeah. what we started with. Like, yes, that that's the the, uh, the clip we played at the beginning. That's yeah, good. And it's really showing that their like friendship is growing, um, and they're at this point where they kind of like dish to each other about their dates and stuff, and are really like a confidant. Mm-hmm. And so you looked it up. So sozzle is really a thing. Sozzle is really a thing. Okay. It is pretty much what happens in that episode, which is where they, where um, pretty much she comes in. He's eating cookies and milk. Right, right. Like he's five. Right. And <laughs> it's the middle of the night, or not middle of the night, but like later. Yeah. And he's dropping his cookie into the milk, like fully engulfing the cookie with milk and then she comes in and she's like oh what do you just dip it in there whatever and then he says no you sozzle sozzle the cookie so basically miriam webster uh definition of sozzle is to wash by splashing splash splash or souse i see yeah. To so make it drunk like and intoxicate. So you're oh. fully engulfing oh, yeah, the yeah. cookie okay. and milk. That makes sense. Got yeah, it. exactly. Okay. So sozzle's a real word. Right. I was like, oh, it must be like an Italian thing. But I also yeah. like the comment that Tony makes that um, apparently his mother's cookies were very hard. Because <laughs> he says you had to do that. With right. my mother's cookies, you had to do this or you'd break your teeth. Right. But so you would think that Tony's mom would have Would have make a, excellent yeah. cookies because she's Italian. Oh, right. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So that day, yeah, that was a little how to cook from somewhere. That was a little disconcerting to yeah. me. <laughs> so, um, so Angela does sozzle, um, and she's kind of grossed out about it. Even though in the previous episode she was just sticking her fingers in peanut butter I know. and jelly. <laughs> That's a good but point. Whatever. <laughs> That's an excellent point. <laughs> so um, she's basically saying that you know she doesn't want to make. It, so he asks, "Did you tell Harry?" Yes. And. She asked, did you tell Wanda? But hang on, before you go further, yeah. I have I have another side note. Oh, okay, go ahead. So he asks about Harry, right? Right, And she says, and I quote, I think I struck pay dirt. Okay. Do you know what that means? No. Okay, guy, I'm gonna tell you. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you what that means. Does it just mean like something good? Like you found yeah, gold in the ground? Yeah, do you, that's, very good. Very oh, good. okay. Um, I have it here in my notes. Um, but I was because we watch because we watch the show with the closed captioning on. Right, right. We just right. do because I, sometimes I want to see what's actually right. going on or whatever. If I miss something, and I saw them like struck pay dirt. Like, what does that mean? And I think she says it twice or oh. something. But um, on the um, uh, freedictionary.com, strike pay dirt <laughs> to discover or happen upon something very particularly or abundantly valuable or useful especially after a long or arduous search oh so, so yeah she's, she's into just, this guy she's like like she's been searching for right. a while right, for right, a man right. yeah and then she struck pay dirt because she oh this guy came out of nowhere right, right. like she was just digging along in the dirt and here he <laughs> just showed up and she was sitting at rosie's desk i don't know i thought maybe you caught that strike pay dirt like no yeah, she says, I struck pay dirt. I'm like, what? Oh. I don't know what that means. Yeah. It's uh, like an old-timey it's, saying it's or very, something. It's a very Angela thing to say. Exactly. I struck and pay dirt. Never ex- heard that in my 47 excited. years of life. So, the next day... Anyway. No, we did it more. Mm-mm. Okay. So, yeah, so basically they just... 
it, it's clear that no one has told them. Right. That, yeah. <laughs> yes. And he's still driving the Jaguar around. So the next day at the office, she's in her office with Rosie, and she knows that um, Jim is going to be bringing Harry by. So she tells Rosie, please go stay out by your desk, and if he comes by with a man, tell them that I'm not here. Well, but right before that happens, Rosie asks where her nameplate is (laughs) on her desk, (laughs) which was pretty funny. (laughs) You've seen my nameplate? You're not Rosie anymore. Never mind. But what would what did she do with was she planning to then meet Harry as Rosie in I don't her know. office? Like that would But like yeah. when she Harry walked in he'd see that right, actual that, that Rosie woman. was sitting there right. anyway, but then there oh right. no nameplate. <laughs> nameplate was a big thing. Right. So That was funny. Rosie doesn't make it out of the office in time and Jim Peterson brings Harry into Angela's office and introduces Angela to Harry, but Harry immediately goes to Rosie because he thinks that she is Angela Bauer. Yes. So it gets super awkward for a minute, and Jim is like, he's not that quick on the uptake, but wait until you hear his presentation. I know. Because he this thinks, is what is wrong with this man? Right. That, like He <laughs> doesn't understand who Angela is. Um, that actor is Earl Bowen, so he mm-hmm. plays Jim Peterson, and we will see him in more episodes. Yeah, and I meant to look him up because I know he's in a lot of other stuff. Yeah, but I don't remember he's in a what. lot of stuff. But again, like another one of those he's actors where you actor. recognize him. Yeah. Right, he's actually done a lot of voice work as well in cartoons and stuff. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I know he's a steady working actor. He was. Yeah, I don't even know if he's alive. No, he is. Oh, he's he okay. Good. Oh, for yeah. Him. So um, Angela gets Rosie and. Um, Jim to leave her office that mm-hmm. she can have a moment alone with Harry and explains to him that she just she wanted to tell him but she was worried that he would be you know um, not okay with it and that she's had trouble being able to find men who don't seem put off by her success and right off the bat and at this point Harry seems put off by her success oh yes of course that's, that's down in my notes yeah like immediately Harry has a problem here. right so, and I mean, is that a thing? I guess it's a thing. Maybe not so much now because men and women are more equal. And I bet it still is a little bit. Yeah. Yes, for sure. But so many more couples are working, all, both working, but maybe mm-hmm. there's still like issues if like the wife actually makes more than the husband. Or <laughs> no anything. issue here. <laughs> I know. You can make twice can. as much and be like, <laughs> Yeah, heck I don't. Yeah. But what you're saying is that I could. I'm saying you could. Me, right? I'm saying you could make right. twice. I'd be like, Yeah, that works. Yeah. That's awesome. I know. You and you would be a, a you would make a much better stay at home parent than I ever would. <laughs> I don't know about that. But. but so later that night, it's the night of the fancy shindig. So mm, I'm assuming yeah. that Tony had to like get the party ready and then go pick up Wanda because like there's no <laughs> way Angela did all that herself unless she just catered the party, in which yeah. it would have been great if we saw Robert, but we don't. So <laughs> that would be incredible. He was just back. <laughs> so you can tell that Angela's a little frazzled trying to run around with hors d'oeuvres because Tony isn't there. So she opens the front door to Tony and Wanda standing there. So she pretends that she doesn't know Tony. They make introductions and they come in. And she's like, you didn't tell her on the way over? And Tony didn't. Yeah, she's like, any new developments? Right. And he says something about, we were listening to 
Elliot Janeway. Yes. Do you, did you look that up? I did. I looked up Elliot Janeway. It just says Janeway was born as Elliot Jacobstein, Jacobstein in New York City. Um, basically, he, uh, he's a writer, I guess, or journalist. Occupation was journalist. Um, economist, journalist, and author. Oh, okay. So, so they must economist. have been listening to... He's trying to be like fancy. Okay, yeah, yeah. Driving around the Jaguar is listening to... Got it, got it. LA Making Janeway. her think that he is rich. Right. And a businessman. Okay. Right. So, yeah, that's a reference that I think most people are not going to get today. Yeah, I wouldn't. Definitely not children, but... So his plan gets messed up when Angela again opens the front door and Samantha's standing there. (laughs) And so it appears that she was supposed to spend the night at Marcy's house. But since Marcy wouldn't let her try on her training bra. I know, which makes no sense. (laughs) She wanted to come home. And it's like, that's not reasonable at all. Like, she's like, is it Marcy? Marcy. Marcy wouldn't let me try on her training bra. Right. So then she had her dad drive her home. I'm like, wait, hang on, time out. (laughs) Maybe Marcy doesn't want you trying on her bra. Right, I'm trying nothing on her wrong underwear. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Tony, she, t- Tony's date, Wanda, sees this little girl and is like, oh, who is this? And she says, I'm Samantha Maselli. So Tony has no choice but to say that that's yeah, his she's daughter. Like, I'm going to bed. And she goes upstairs. Right, yeah. Good night, Dad. It's like, oh, I live here. <laughs> right? So he has to tell her that he lives there and that he is Angela's housekeeper and he is not rich. So I think Angela immediately thinks that Wanda is going to, you know, dump him. Yes. And she steps in and goes, says really nice things about him that like, you know, he is a hero because he took this job to get his daughter out of a bad neighborhood and that. Better school. You're right, better school and that there's no reason why she shouldn't date him because he's a housekeeper. So Wanda knew the whole time, basically saying that. You know, everybody knows that Tony is Angela's housekeeper, and she didn't care, but she just wanted to see how long it would take him to tell her the truth. So right after everything gets straightened out with Wanda, Mona shows up, and I do not understand what she is wearing. Like I don't either. She's dressed as if she's going to one of those like theater mysteries where you have to figure out who killed... <laughs> like a clue, you know, <laughs> murder mystery. I know it's just this like twenties or thirties. Like I don't know. Like a, it's not really forties, but kind of. I don't know. Lots of feathers. I yeah. was very confused and fringe. So she's basically just there to see the drama, and some drama happens because Harry shows up right after that. And right. Angela's pretty surprised to see him because she didn't think he was going to show up at all. Right, because he said he wasn't comfortable showing up. Right. Pretty much. So he does admit that he is intimidated by a woman who's more successful of than course. him. Yeah. So I think this was a really interesting storyline for them to play at this time. So Mona steps in and stands up for her, much the way Angela stood up for Tony and basically says that, you know, she's she is successful, but she's wonderful, and there's really no reason why that should stand in anyone's way for dating. So... Harry changes his mind and decides to give it a shot. Yeah. Just right there. Right. Done. Um, I know, but, but I mean, he's, well, he still showed up. And so, right. Which means so, he showed interest. True, true. So he's like, well, yeah, I mean, like. Maybe he was planning to give it a shot. He she's the president of a company. That, I have an issue with that, but she's still hot, right. so I'm going to go. Right. So my I question, mean, though, is did Harry get this job? Like, 
I don't know. We'll never know that. We will never know because we will never see him again. Yeah, that's it for Harry. Yeah, gone. So then, of course, Harry's like, so are there any other secrets I should know about? Yeah, that was she's funny. She's like, no, not at She's all. like, I have nothing to hide. <laughs> right. And then Tony walks right. in. Right. And then immediately Tony comes over and introduces himself as the housekeeper who also lives there. Mm-hmm. So, like, if he's not already intimidated by the fact that this woman's more successful than him, he's now even more intimidated by the fact that a super hot guy lives there with her. Right. And she has a man as a housekeeper. Right. For the time. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So it was I thought it was really cute too at the end where um Tony is basically excited that Angela said so many nice things about him yeah. to Wanda. Right. Which was cute. And that's it. Yeah, so and we never see Wanda again. We never see Harry or Wanda no. again. Wanda and her helmet hair. So another question I have though is that in earlier in the episode Tony, mm-hmm. Wanda asks him how long he's been going to that grocery store, and he says a few weeks. So do we think that each episode is actually a week, uh, like a, a slice of a week of their lives? Like, have they only been living there for two months at this point? Because it feels like it should yeah, be Yeah, it feels longer. like they've known each other way longer. Right. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. But, um, so, yeah, that's it. That's good. We have hit the end. Okay, so... <laughs> Do, do we do our new segment first, or do we do our episode rating? Um, I should do rating. Okay, we'll do our rating first. I guess. I'm just, yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah, ask me, and that's my answer. My my rating for this one is only a six. Mm. It's six AOAs. Yeah, I agree with that, actually. Okay. Nice. I gave it a six as well. It wasn't, yeah. like, completely eventful or groundbreaking. Not that... Any of these episodes have probably been <laughs> yeah. groundbreaking. But, I mean, well, for, for yeah. who's the boss standards? Right, right. I mean, actually, exactly. they are. A lot of them are groundbreaking. Yeah. And actually, even this one was a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, um, the storylines they dealt with definitely were. Thinking about it. Yeah. But um, it didn't, like, the, uh, some of the other episodes have just been better. So, yeah, I would give this one a six as well. So, six AO always. Yeah, there was, I saw a interview segment, I think it was on the E! True Hollywood story with Tony Danza, where he said that they, he used to get pretty annoyed because they would get bashed by the critics quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And he said, like, are we making high art? No. But are we doing a very good job for the show that we're putting on the air? And he said yes. And I mm-hmm. agree with that. Like, mm-hmm. I think, you know, who's the boss is never going to be... The Sopranos, or like no, I mean, right, but it is what it is. But yes, but I think the storylines that they're dealing and the, you know, for the time were pretty unique. And it holds up better than a lot of shows of that time. Yeah, there are a few shows from the eighties, you know, and the seventies or whatever, but they don't. I mean, it has its moments, but it, it does not. You know, a lot of, some of those shows don't hold up as well. Right. And this one kind of, I mean, some of the jokes I literally laugh. Yeah. Yeah, out yeah, loud. no, I do. And laugh. I find yeah. myself. I laughed at that sweater when she said she was going to fire him over the sweater for sure. Yeah, I mean, I remember watching Three's Company as a kid thinking it was the greatest show ever. And I watch it now and I'm like, God, some of the stuff yeah, is just not funny. It's a I mean, this, one, yeah. I mean, that's a whole nother yeah. can of worms just based on. Yeah, that's a harder one to deal with in today's time. <laughs> but I'm but, saying, like, yeah. some of the older shows you watch, I'm like, gosh, that was not that funny. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, okay, so our new segment, and we actually have an open for this. Are you ready? Yes, okay. always. Who's the boss around here, me 
or my mother? Or maybe it's you! In interviews, um, the actors have said that the boss can change episode by episode. So, How about that? Kevin, in this episode, who do you think is the boss? Mona. Okay. Mona. Can, can you back that up with some facts? No. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I, no, I just think that Mona was like... A, she doesn't have much of a role in this episode, but I feel like when she does step in... Yeah, she's she making has, decisions. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know. The, the beginning episode, she's taking a picture of Tony with the pumpkin and all that stuff, whatever. But like when she tells Harry, right? His right. Name's Harry. Yeah. About she's like, you don't know what you're missing. Blah blah blah. Right. You know, she says yeah, all those yeah. nice things about Angela. Um. So I feel like Mona stepped up enough in this episode to be the boss. Okay. I guess. So for me, with this one. I went with Angela as the boss. And I think just because she kind of took control of her own... Like, she took Mona's advice, but she didn't call Fred. And Mm -hmm. even though she didn't make the right choice, she, like, found... She was the boss of herself, of her own, like, dating. That's true. She was in complete control of the situation. Yeah. So let us know what you think. If you think someone else is the boss this episode, or if you agree... Um, you can reach us at Who's the Boss Podcast on Instagram. Send us a direct message about anything we missed or anything you'd like us to discuss on future episodes. Or you can go to anchor.fm slash WTB podcast. And there you can leave a voice message. Next time we'll be reviewing Sports Buddies. Do you remember mm. this one? No. Okay. I like this one a lot. Oh, good. Um, yeah. Basically, Angela's dating a guy and he's also friends with Tony and then there's some jealousy going on, but mm-hmm. it's kind of really, um, you're going to show how, it's going to show that uh, Tony and Angela are becoming very good friends. So that's next time. Okay. Do we have a song for the end? Of- we do. Um, this is, um, it's Douglas Watley and Michelle Jalisa performing the Who's the Boss theme song, Brand New Life. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and tell all your friends and give you a big pat on the back. There's a time for love and a time for living. You take a chance and face to live. An open road and a road that's in a brand new life around the bend. There were times I lost the dream I found the trail, and at the end was you.